go to thecognitiverampage.com. Feel free to contribute, donate, keep fueling the change, whatever it is that you guys can do to help continue to allow this to happen. None of this would happen without you and your love and your support and, of course, your contributions. Love you. Cognitive Rampage, a scientific approach to self-discovery, change, and life optimization is now available on Amazon. What I do in the book is I fuse the latest research from the cognitive, behavioral, social, environmental, and biological sciences. It's not just motivational fluff and wordplay. Now, I do talk about my own story, so there's some kind of inspiration in there, but I'm not just spinning words and hyping you up with motivational fluff. Whether you need a life change, simply enjoy self-exploration and optimization, want to discover new hidden passions, or reduce the life-altering effects of toil, anxiety, depression, all of those issues, this book is for you. This book is not a cookie-cutter method of steps to follow. You'll customize the scientific framework with your own personal beliefs to build your authentic change. That way you assimilate it faster and quicker. It's not just copying my beliefs and telling you step one, step two. These will come from your beliefs as how you extend and build the foundation upon this framework. You'll use this framework throughout your whole life, through every change, and through every age. These are not empty words of motivational spin. This book is an experience. The Cognitive Rampage is based in science and is built from your beliefs. It's a path to help you unleash your desired change. You can apply this method on your own with no harmful side effects. My guest on the podcast is a, you could call him a childhood friend, just a couple years older than me through the same high school though, but his cousins and uh, brothers, well, we all knew each other coming up, but uh, Chris Fisher has been on the podcast before. You can go back and, uh, uh, sorry brother, I wish I knew what number, I can't remember. Uh, this is hundred what 179 now, uh, but uh, Chris and I uh, chatted last time on the podcast about his uh extensive and long uh, radio experience, uh, legendary in many towns. Uh, Fisher has a personality unto its own, man. Uh, He was a voice on air mentor, if you will. The way he carries himself on the mic is uh, outstanding. He can free flow in conversation and entertain guests uh, at the same time as creating entertainment. But uh, it's a, a craft he's mastered over many years, but he was looking to start his own thing on a podcast. It'd be a second uh, kind of podcast. He was with uh, his friend and my friend Jesse Cage on the FNK podcast for a while, but uh, this one's uh, a little different as he's figuring it out. And we talk about that. We uh, talk about now when I say we, uh, my girlfriend Patricia Ba joins us as well. You may see her a little more often on the podcast, but we were just sitting around hanging out and chatting, and Chris joined us live in the uh, studio, and we talked about some top uh, top stories, which we don't normally do on the Cognitive Rampage, but it was just throwing around some conversation. But it was a fun time. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Chris Fisher and Patricia Bach. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Cognitive Rampage. My name is Chris Fisher, along with Adam Lowry and his beautiful girlfriend, Patricia. Hi. How are you guys doing this evening? Doing wonderful. That was a wonderful. You guys are drinking wine. I am not drinking. All I have is water, and I feel, uh, I feel left out. No, well, you're always in our hearts, Chris. At least mine, for sure. Man, you got a beautiful, you got a nice and dark in there, nice and mysterious and sexy studio. And I'm sitting here in the corner of my apartment with uh, my uh, drawers hanging from the uh, ceiling rafters, 
uh, drying right now? That's how I felt when I walked in, when you had the FNK studio set up, man. When I was on that little book tour and I came in, you got, when you're in your studio, I was like, what? This is what, one day I'll be like, Chris, one day. Well, uh, I got, I started in a new studio tomorrow. Can I show you a picture of it? Please, sir. All right, let's see here. Oh, look, look, green screen and all. Look at that. That is uh, Bacon War Pies production in Tampa. And uh, it's time to take whatever the heck I'm trying to do to the next level. Uh, anything you do is always on the next level, brother. And I'm just glad to see you breaking out on on your own, like like your own thing. Like you, you, I know you've been talking about it for like, I don't know, three years almost, four years about having your own, you know, where you just unleash the beast that, that, that is Chris when he's talking. I don't need to unleash no beasts, all right? That's that's your deal, man. You're the dog <laughs> of the rampage. And, uh, I mean, every now and again, I can get a little riled, get a little worked up, but usually, you know, there's liquor involved. Um, and as I get older, I, I calm down a little bit. I get a little wiser. And because uh, I realize a lot of that rampaging, for me anyway, I'm not, you know, for me anyway, is uh, – you know, it, it stems from, you know, uh, not having control in situations when you think you should normally have control. And at least that's the way I look at it. Um, and now that I'm, I'm a little bit older, I got a couple more years under my belt. I, uh, I realize the trick is to quit trying to control so much and uh, take things as they come. Um, be thankful for the good and the bad that comes that, you know, along with it. And, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. No, I think that the new lady on, uh, on your side, does that a lot, a lot to do also with, uh, maybe pulling, uh, pulling life back in perspective a little. Oh, definitely. Uh, the reason I married her, uh, we got married this past uh, February and, um, I would say the turning point in our relationship was, uh, a concert, a concert in uh, downtown St. Pete with a band called the paper tongues. And it was a ha- what they call a halfway to uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration. And um, the band, which is a national act, was coming through the radio station I was working with, 97X in Tampa. And um, the lead singer, Aswan North, up on stage in front of you know a packed street um, block, said, this next song is a new song we've been working on, da-da-da-da-da, and this goes out to my boy Fisher. And... Yeah. Um, and so I'm sitting there with my girlfriend at the time and I, I heard it, but I didn't hear it. Right. You know, he's kind of yeah. whatever. And uh, my, my brain's in a, another place. And well, you're also always on like man watch too. And your concerts like that, right. You're having a good time, but you're always on kind of man watch, right? What's just, man watch? Just being safe. Make sure everybody's okay. Maybe that's just me. I overthink I, it. I think that might be more of you. <laughs> Sometimes when we go places, I really feel like I'm with security. <laughs> yeah. I was with a buddy of mine yesterday who's retired, a uh, retired cop. Um, and he's always packing heat and he's always knows where the entrance is and the exits are and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, no, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> I, uh, I'm naive. I'm not looking Hence, not hearing the song play. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, or, the, or, the, or your shout out come out. Yeah, what, what were you? What'd you call it? So I was man scoping, or what'd you call it? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I'm hoping it wasn't manscaping. <laughs> yeah. 
So I was sitting there in the middle of the street, man. Either way, it's good. <laughs> and uh, and anyway, um, she kind of tugs on me because she realizes I didn't even really hear it. And she goes, you know, not everybody gets something like that. You know, you know, to the effect of that's that's special. And I feel like you don't realize that that's cool. And uh, and I, it just stopped me in my tracks. And like in one second, all of a sudden, my entire career, the previous, you know, 15, 20 years went flashing by. And all those moments like that, that I had missed every single time. And hmm. uh, and so, yeah, that was, uh, I think, you know, looking back is one of the pivotal moments for me you know, when you're finding the one and, uh, it was, you know, so that person that can show you that kind of perspective and, and change your world, change your worldview in, in a moment, have you appreciate things you've never been able to appreciate before was, well, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I relate, man. Cause you know, Patricia actually did that with me, but it turned it <laughs> good one, but it, it turned more on the appreciation for myself things that uh, I had come to look down upon over time somehow. Uh, kind of when people tell you to tone you down a little bit, right? Yeah. That, uh, don't be all of you, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know you relate there. Uh, but Patricia was different. It was more like, would you please stop not being you? Would, would you emphasize that more? More more be yourself more, right? Don't, don't try to hide that. And What's wrong with you, Patricia? <laughs> You know, what's funny is I actually told him, I said, if anybody looks at you and says, oh, that's Adam, run from them as quickly as you can. Instead, be around the people that say, oh, that's Adam. Like they are proud of who he is and give me more of that. Because if he's not, then it's just like anybody else, right? Well, I I can hear him now, right? Feed your ego and insecurities at them on the outside but it i really meant it man because our environment's influential right the people we put in our lives right the the young woman there that's now your uh wife that stands next to you and says one word that's influential well, uh, she's not standing next to me she's lying on the couch watching the bucks game but <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's, that's how it turns right but i mean that that one influential moment when somebody kind of allows you to say hey i'm i like that part of the cell for this part right that's that's what does changes so if you don't mind me asking Can this in, in your story that you just got done telling about how you met her, was she telling you, whoa, whoa, this is kind of a big deal for me to give you this acknowledgement. I need some more of your um, appreciation. Uh, no, I think she just realized she was probably sitting there uh, going, man, that's really cool. And then looked over that's at cool me shit. and he doesn't even see it. And she just realized I oh, never okay. even heard it. Okay, cool. Realize just what happened. And that's, you know, something that's <laughs> unique in life. Not everybody gets something like that. Yeah. And I just, like I said, it really was one of those, uh, you know, epiphanies where I just but looked I, at her and then my entire career kind of flashed before my eyes and how there was just moment after moment after moment that I never saw. Make you grateful though, right? What's I mean, you, it makes you grateful, right? You can look back and say you had those moments. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, it took some time then to reflect back on all of that, but in a weird way, you, you are kind of able to relive it. If you're, you know, you can get in that moment and, uh, and then be thankful for something that you weren't thankful originally for. Did you feel at all? Like you had like a new, like a sixth sense that you hadn't, that you weren't aware of before? Well, more just like, um, you just went back and re-experienced it in a different way, you know, through your, uh, imagine you know memory and, and 
your your imagination. So that's the cool part. It tricks the brain. It tricks the amygdala, and you just all of a sudden you uh, have a different experience. And and then those quick moments, that's where we change, right? That's what I'm. That's what I mean. Yeah, you can, it's almost like uh, reprogramming yourself. You can go back and look at a moment in a, a way that it was a negative first, you know, and uh, the first time around, and they can get to understand it and get to a point where it doesn't have that effect. It doesn't have that uh, impact on you anymore. And I think even through that process, they call it uh, uh, an imagination, uh, cognitive exercises or something like that and um i'll let you float out there on that one or it kind of it starts to grow neuro pathways into different directions so that yeah so your past experiences then affect your now experiences differently yeah i I, well that's kind of why i've always thought the second round for the usually when the woman gets the husband that's already been divorced once you go, yes, I get the improved one. <laughs> Learn from all their mistakes. I'll take the improvement, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, to circle all the way back, this was all coming back from <laughs> not having control of the own creative development of which the microphone that you uh, talk to the world with and now having your own space. That's where we started. We started with uh, breaking out on your own. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to move into this facility tomorrow. But as far as uh, exactly what the show is going to be, I know where I'm going to start with the show. Um, And it'll be a stuff you should know kind of a format in the beginning of it, which is basically here's kind of the new the headlines, the news of the day that everybody is, uh, you know, will be talking about. And of course, my little take or joke or whatever. Then uh, go into some other uh, features from there, and uh, and then just try figure it out from there. Um, that's I, my favorite blueprint. I mean, that that was TCR's blueprint. It was this is what I wanted to say, and I'll say that. And now a hundred and what you're now episode one hundred and seventy nine later. It, I tell people don't have a blue a blueprint, right? Just kind of start it, have a little foundation, and, and let it grow. It depends. Um, you know, that's the, the more I'm learning, the more I appreciate the blueprint, you know, because over the last five years, you know, I've taken a lot of stabs at podcasts and internet streaming and so on and so forth. So this will be another venture into, or, you know, another, you know, going, wading back into that pool. Um, but you, but, but this time it's you though. That's the part is because you do have your own little fish or rampages, and that's what I love uh, about listening to you is you will walk into a topic, drift off in left field, sit in the stands for a minute, right, and then buy a ticket. You do it all in reverse, and then I, I love that part because you, I think you kind of the stream of consciousness is what a lot of people really operate on, and so when you're allowed to free flow like that, uh, that really brings something different to it, man. I, I'm allowed to do that anytime I want, but can I take whatever it is I do and uh, be successful with it, um, you know, in in, in this new age? Uh, so I, that's the question for me. I'm excited about it, uh, nervous about it, um, but uh, it's funny because the thing that what helps is having some money come in and uh, I'm doing these gigs. Like when I, before I got into radio, I was a DJ, like a mobile DJ. I started off doing a, these dances for the city of Ocoee when I was 15 years old. Next thing you know, I'm doing Christmas parties and weddings and proms and homecomings and all that kind of stuff. 
And, uh, and now, you know, 20, 30 years later, uh, here I am again. And, uh, and I love it because I love the interaction with people one-on-one and small groups. And so I'm doing these trivia nights at bars, karaoke nights at bars. And so that income coming in helps. So as I'm trying to figure out, um, you know, exactly how to, uh, I don't know, incorporate what basically what you're doing, a lot of what you're doing and a lot of what, you know, the uh, people are doing around the world now and, and, uh, and, and trying to bring together what I know or knew of radio into <laughs> whatever it is you're doing right now. And, uh, and see if I can put it together. Yeah. Do you, do you think the podcasting, I mean, that's pretty much what, I mean, is, is radio over? Where, where does radio stand? Uh, I think you have to look at radio now more as a media group. Each radio station is part of, uh, you know, a group of four, five, six uh, radio stations. Uh, they're all going to find their niche. You know, you're going to pick one format, a, a format, A, B, C, D, E. This will be our strategy. Um, and then they're a multimedia company. Ultimately, they just can't be a radio station anymore. I think so in a sense, yes, radio is will never be what radio once was. Um, you can't just be a radio station, sell advertising, and survive. You have to have uh, what we called over at Cox when I was there, uh, NTR, non-traditional revenue. And it was just coming up with very creative ways to bring together advertising, the traditional advertising, plus uh different sponsors together for events versus just straight up going on the radio and going, Hey, everybody come do this, come buy this. Um, but, uh, everybody's evolving, you know, all the major companies, uh, they're, everybody's figuring it out. It's taken some time and I don't know if anybody's figured it out yet, but you know, I'm sure they're close. Yeah. I think, uh, NPR's crossover was, uh, I almost saved them. I think I know NPR struggled on certain ends and, uh, to keep Are operating about them, uh, delving into the podcast world. Yeah. They crossed over and have just owned the market and cornered it. I think one of the issues, and I'm not, I'm no expert, but, uh, one of the issues is, um, radio and television is they're mass media. You know, they're used to having your demographic sliced and diced at 1834 persons and you're throwing out casting nets to try to catch all those people uh, between the ages of 1834. And it seems like the podcasting world is less of mass media and more of like niche media. Instead of going after demographics 1834, you're going to go after psychographs of people who love to watch, you know, The Walking Dead and, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, and so, I mean, I don't know, but a lot of radios doing a lot of uh, things and that I am not keeping up with. So there might be some companies out there that already have this uh, nailed down. But I think what they need to do is instead of, and this is what a lot of radio stations are doing, basically an extension of somebody's morning show will go to a podcast and they'll either put best of stuff on there and send it out, which is, is not bad. I think you could probably, that's probably a good tool. It's probably a good marketing tool to get people to come to where you are. Um, but, uh, or for some, they'll go on and it'll be more like an uncensored version of their show. Yeah. But I think if they were to look at each individual morning show or talk show, or just no personality that they have working for them in radio, 
and find that thing that that person is passionate about or that show is passionate about and then and then carve out that niche you know if somebody is just a huge you know guns and roses fan or metallica we go all right we're going to do a metallica podcast then this person is insane about this they know everything about it and and then you you next thing you know you've got a hundred thousand people five hundred thousand people a million people following and but i think they're i think with that too they're having a difficult time selling even if they get that a difficult time selling it um at least they did a couple years ago because again they're always thinking in these those demographics i was talking about earlier and then they were like well you need to break down those numbers for me because i don't get it and you know it doesn't fit in the the, the normal model yeah, yeah the approach podcast uh, kind of allowed that it's almost a saturation now you know there's so much it's it's kind of hard to really uh cling to to one really it's actually kind of like watching the nfl or nba <laughs> you can't be a fan of a team anymore in two years it's a totally different team you know so it's hard to stay focused so even with podcasts there's so many to choose from right and i remember when there wasn't that many you know 2013 even was still kind of right. early in it but now, I mean, you're right. If I searched uh, something specific, right, anything it is, you can find a podcast literally, you know, on that topic. And it, it makes hard. It makes it hard, really, for a lot of people to, to make the wave. So then you have to ride the generic route there. It becomes here's what I noticed, man, is <laughs> I see podcasts that are online entertainment breaks away from the reporter desk, if you will, uh, setup of radio or whatever they claim not to be. And now it's completely evolved to where I'm watching major YouTube channels look just like the local news yeah. channel yeah. setup, and it looks they're, they look like a radio booth. And I'm going, wait a minute, I, I thought this was to break away from that look or that difference. You know what I mean? Well, it's um, well, there's a lot of different reasons. Well, the the thing is, is that what's interesting about uh, to me YouTube and the you know all of this is um quality i don't think for the most part people care i think what i'm learning one of the things i'm learning is you know you if you try to focus too much on uh, being polished you're focusing on the wrong things man it is about the content yeah the production isn't always the uh, the keeper no you know there's, I, there's a lot of horrible video quality out there that you know will be the number one watched you know video in the world week after week after week it's not some pure polished uh, you know, piece of production. So I think you really nailed it when you were saying what would make you different since there's so many, like you were saying, Adam, about having so many podcasts, everybody out there where you find your niche um, or what makes, you know, like you were, you know, when you were saying um, doesn't matter how polished or whatever, it's just like we were talking today about the bars, the ones that are more old school that stick around forever, the ones that are, that continue to stay real. Like with, if you are the host, if you're that one, that's not, thinking about, you know, being too polished, but being themselves, those are the ones that I think can handle the different, you know, and that when the industry goes in and out and changes, they're the ones that actually last. Yeah. I think, I think social media has uh, a new, I don't know, bullshit radar. I think people can detect it real quickly. Uh, but I also think it's a filter between, well, I mean, no, I'm, uh, well, I got to link it to what they authentically like, right? Because what we like is so calculated, what we're interested in, what we see, what we tap into. So what people really want to see, if the quality is so much not so produced, but is like you're saying, right on point with what I want to see, then I don't care if it's this or that. Sure, I may like it better, but I'm going to follow it anyway. And 
I think when people tr take whatever they're doing and try to apply, like you said, this, this is how you build it, right? This, this is how you make a successful podcast, follow step A, B, C. Sure. There's definite technical issues with that, right? Marketing steps for sure. But the content itself is what you pointed out is people are looking and hungry for content and new content, not regurgitated content. They're willing to, to hunt, I think for that and put attention toward that. Um, so it's a, it's really about doing the show authentically yourself, really on on what you like. I think what well, you're involved I, with. Listen, their podcasts um, are, can be used for a lot of different things. First and foremost, for all those people who ever grew up listening to the you know listening to the radio, which is everybody, and had those dreams of having their own radio show. Well, there you go. Knock yourself out. As long as you're not concerned with the number of people that listen to it or watch it. <laughs> because if it's truly about you just wanting to get on and you have some stuff to say, then start a podcast and a blog and, and say it. But if you're doing it because you think that if all you have to do is uh, flip a switch and start talking and then next thing you know, you've got a, uh, a, a world full of followers, <laughs> then you're then then that's coming from a place of ego and uh and thinking that you're going to save the world or whatever it is yeah it leaves um, room for a huge disappointment yeah but if it's really about just expressing yourself like man i got some shit to say then then start a podcast and put it out there and tell your friends and if only 10 people are, are listening to it every single week uh don't be discouraged keep going because you, you never know when you're going to catch fire and then people go backwards and listen to all your podcasts and next, you know, and they're great. And not only that, but sometimes here's what you can do. You can put in your head uh, to help. Uh, it's kind of, you know, it's like putting some sunscreen on the ego is uh, um, you can say, I'm doing this for people in the future. So, you yeah. know, if, even if nobody's listening right now, you're like, someday there's going to be millions. It might be long after I'm gone, That's 50 weird. million years ago, but somebody's going to listen. Right, it's, it's funny. It's, I've never heard that before. Yeah, what would you call it? Uh, when you bury it, uh, a time, uh, help me out, when you capsule. bury it in the bag, a time capsule. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's a video. I was talking a little bit. It's like to today. Yeah, I was like, look, if you if I happen to not be here tomorrow and, you know, you want to somebody get to know me, you could walk, go back and watch 179 episodes and kind of get to know somebody, right? It's a portfolio of your own existence in, in, in this world. But I love how you pointed out the, the, the no bullshit, Chris, because uh, going on four years now doing the Cognitive Rampage and with help from, you know, Steve Stone being around, uh, even yourself in the beginning too, uh, even still now. That name. Is he a voice uh, guy? No, Steve Stone. Who, do I know him? It, that stone it the name and you hear steve you're like i'm supposed to know steve stone um no he's you've probably met him i'm not sure man he's been he's basically been on the podcast ever since i was on joe rogan and all he's he's just been a right hand okay helping it move man i mean from designing websites to editing the show getting everything That's up and going stone yeah Yep, Steve Stone. And oh, well the immortal samurai too you know he's got his uh graphic novel out so he's kind of big in vegas so nice. he does his uh, Comic-Con things, which are pretty awesome. But, um, you know, doing it that long and just a, a slow grind is really what it is. And people do, man. They have that illusion that they're just going to start this podcast and show. And they've watched The Natural too much. They'll build it and they will come and they chat. And then they realize, holy, sh I mean, I've seen, you know, names that people know, like well-known names start podcasts. And, ah, fuck it. You know, because it takes some damn work, too. People think you're just 
cutting on the video going, oh, you're, you're not doing anything. But if you really want to even push your own authentic shit, you got to put work in, man, on the back end from knowing what to yeah. post. Yeah. And it's yeah. work, man. Right. It's it's like uh, starting a business. You know, a lot of people think you just go out there. I, I want to start a little boutique in the corner of this uh, trendy part of town and everybody will just come. No, you got to hustle your ass off. Hey, it worked that. for Betty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it can't every now it does. And, and now and again, it does. But <laughs> Yeah, but it, it really is, man. You, It's a hard hustle. People don't realize until, uh, you know, Patricia, she's been around a while watching it now and how much work really goes into the, not only social media, but trying to uh, to find guests that you, A, want to talk to, right? Not that you're supposed to talk to, at least for me. I can give you a list of the people I'm supposed to talk to on my genre of podcast to consider myself uh, the confirmed podcast. And a few of those names we've we've interviewed. But for me, it's really been about interviewing people that I want to talk to, people that I find interesting in life to share 30 minutes here or two hours even with just talking about whatever, man. I, again, it's it's all uh, um, what it is you're trying to get accomplished with your uh, podcast. I love that we live in a time for relatively no money and pro you can probably figure out how to do uh, you know this stuff for free, I would imagine, you know, if you just want to use like your Facebook Live. Yeah. Um, but you can express yourself. And then like you, like Adam said, talk to uh, people that you are interested in. If you're looking to do this for a living, well, then it's, it's a business like anything else. And you need to understand the business part of it. And uh, you might not necessarily be approaching a podcast that is all about your passion, but uh, you know, something that you know is hot technology and, Oh, you've got this angle and you've got this network and you're in the technology field. Uh, you hate it because you're in the field, but you know a lot about technology. Then there you go. Maybe that's where you are. Uh, you know, you start to make some money because, um, you know, I, I I don't know. Well, it's rough out there, man. The the days of of posting YouTube videos and making money is pretty much you know coming to an end for some people. You know, the the YouTube stars definitely still exist. That's going to be a growing thing. They have their niches and they make tons of money off of them. But uh, again, the the saturations there. I'm not saying it's it's not worth the dice, right? You, you roll it if you do it anyway. But um, I think if you do it for, like you said, the right reasons for things that you feel, you know, focused behind or whatever that, that, that vision is, I think if you have a foundation, then, you know, that's what you roll with. And it sounds like that's what you're really rolling with, with the show. You have a found a philosophical foundation and sort of a direction and you're just going to let it flow. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, it's going to be a tentacle, a tentacle, um, uh of my for i hate talking in these terms <laughs> but i'm gonna say my brand uh, well, about you know what i'm saying it's hard yeah i'm with you on that word because it's not your brand man it's just you i know but here's the thing okay you guys know each other so when you say those things it's like yeah yeah you're right <laughs> but what about the people that don't know you like if you were to tell me right now what is it that you're probably going to be, what is it that you yourself are mostly going to be revolving around? Like, what is it? Well, um, it, like I said, a, a podcast or, uh, you know, a live Google hangout is, is just one tentacle of what I want to get accomplished. And I'm wondering if I've spent enough time here in the uh, uh, Bay Area, Tampa Bay, and if I have enough capital, enough equity, enough uh, network 
here in the Bay Area that I can put together something and not have to go back. I mean, I don't have anything against corporate radio. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I, I think that I, if I can figure it out, I can put something together where I'm putting together a show every single day. But that's just part of what I'm doing because I want to be able to affect my community, impact my community. I've been in music radio all of my life, so I want music to be a part of what I'm doing next and bringing uh, people together uh, and listen to music and then listen to free speech and, uh, um, and, and, and to have commerce as well. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is that I'm exactly trying to, uh, get accomplished moving forward, but, uh, it's, I think I am just trying to hustle up a little life for myself. Well, really, it, it sounds like you're just wanting to talk about what's in the now. I'm not trying to take over the world anymore. Yeah. You, know? Uh, you know, as a younger man, I, uh, you know, my ambitions were one of two things. I was either going to, uh, uh, take over for David Letterman when he retired. That's, you know, like mm-hmm. when I was around 19, 20, 21. And then uh, a little bit later on, uh, or shortly thereafter, my, my ambitions became to become the morning show in a market. It doesn't didn't have to be New York or LA, but in a, you know, a decent sized market. Um, but that's changed and well, not, not changed. It's the, the app, the, the platform to become that, to become uh, active in the community and somebody that is uh, uh, bringing, bringing uh, people together in positive ways and having positive influences in the community and that kind of stuff um, might be able to be done over the digital space. So that's kind of where I'm venturing into. Yeah, I think it certainly can. Is I like to consider myself a, a early adopter, if you will, uh, with technology and input of information, right? But I went through that era. What was really cool was I got an echo. I don't, hope it's not echoing on the recording. But uh, where when we were going to high school early in the morning, we had that morning show, right? We knew what was going to be on, you know, whether it's Excel, whether it was one or two jams, it, it didn't matter. Right. But we, we had that little group of four or five voices that we knew. Right. And I got to know them early in the morning, right. Going to high school and as transitioning from high school into college, et cetera, is kind of when radios did start to go away. Right. And podcasting was kind of entering later for me. Right. And internet radio even. So for me, there's still a, uh, a space in my, whether it's linked from my past, that I find when I wake up in the morning, I, I still play morning news when I wake up. That's why, dude, I was playing the news thing you were doing in the morning. That had be, become my news morning when I'd wake up uh, and, and play. Now, I usually listen to BBC or something, try to, you know, but it's sometimes just too much murder and killing, right? And it's bad shit. And so when you would cover what I'd normally hear, you kind of have a good way of delivering it. So I think there's still a space for that, man. I really do. And I agree. Listen, man, radio's not going anywhere. Morning radio's not going anywhere. Um, It is a relationship um, on the end of the listener. And for those that are on the air, for those that are, you know, uh, making the business decisions, it's a business. But on the other end, it is a business discussion. It's a relationship, but it's a business disguised as a relationship. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you were talking about getting up in the morning and, you know, flipping on the radio and that comfort of having the news and, you you, you know, you know, how your day is going to start. Well, 
part of what I will be doing is uh, something similar, but it's for those people who wake up and have a device that's playing something for them, whether it's Alexa or your iPhone. And when your alarm goes off in the morning, you could uh, set my voice to uh, come on and say uh, good morning and here's stuff you should know for today or, or whatever we end up uh, naming it. And, uh, and I'll ease you into the news of the day through your device. Well, I think that's a good segue to actually jump to the topics because, you know, when I hit you up, I was like, you know what, let's do something different on the podcast since we, we walked through a big interview. We ended up doing it anyway, but let's kind of do the stuff you should know and gather some topics that were mainstream. I usually don't talk about mainstream topics, uh, but uh, since that's kind of format you're talking about, I, I know we got to push this back a, a week or so and, and got the chat. Or at least I, I sent you some notes over some couple topics to chat about. I know Patricia wrote some down, and um, I think that's a good segue. What's some stuff we should know, man? And let's throw around some topics and see where it goes. <laughs> I think that's a great question. It's a great question for me uh, moving forward because the stuff you should know of the day could easily all be on the uh, the international level. It can go from you can stay in Korea, uh, Russia, Iran. Uh, Afghanistan, you could stay focused on that every single day. Um, you could focus on everything tied to Trump every single day. So that is going to be what it'll be a, a mixture of things of here's what's going on in the world. Uh, here's what's going on on the national level, local level, sports, entertainment. And, and I'll, I'll probably approach it less from a here's what I think people should know about and more from uh what do I think people will likely be talking about today anyway and make sure I get out in front of that um so this was this is the approach that I that we've we we always had with this particular feature on my show and it was as a matter of fact I think we even had a a, a stager that set it up this way that said something to the effect so you don't so you don't sound like a complete idiot at the water cooler today. Here's stuff you should know. So yeah. it's that. So when you go to, you don't have to be a news junkie uh, to, you know, keep up with things. But here's, here's, a, here's a couple of copy points you need to know going through your day. So if you're a sales guy and you're out chatting it up with somebody, uh, you, don't, you don't necessarily have time to uh, read all the news today because you're trying to come up with uh, sales pitches and, uh, you know, make budgets and whatever. So, uh so there you go. It's something like that. But that's just the beginning because I want to interview people, um, uh, uh, noteworthy people, and I also want there to be a local level. So one of the things that I, I'm going to try to do is see in a kind of a local direct way if I can tap into the market to make a little, you know, a little bit of a living. And then on the broader scope, having the more evergreen material um, segments podcasts, however they go out, that are more in the traditional podcasting uh, realm, and it, and it doesn't rely on my brand and equity, What if there is any left in the Bay Area here in Tampa, hopefully it'll be good enough standalone content that it will, it will pop. Well, I, I love the local radio feel anyway, right? Even if people don't listen to it, it's kind of the uniting voice, really, of the of the community, right? Because so many people on the 
building. Yeah, the, right. The internet takes you to so many different markets and so many different avenues. You you don't hear a lot of things. So even the radio, still the local radio, they do so many events and drives and helpful things. Uh, they do bring communities together. Sometimes they throw concerts. Uh, it's it's kind of like a missing piece of communities, possibly, right? Because everyone has their their own internet disappearance and channel that it may not lead to the full on community interaction, right? When radio, I do remember brought that together, right? That's where, of course, that radio station's here at this event, right? Of course, they're at the fairgrounds. Of course, they're at the Magic Game, right? That's just what they do, and it is a, a uniter, man. It really is. Chris, were you referencing, uh, like, if you were to do, like, an app for you where you, everybody got an update when something new happens, but it's an update from you? Is that what you're implying? Yeah, yeah. There, that, I think that's going to be a part of what I'm uh, going to do next, and that is, uh, uh, for lack of a better stupid term, like, uh, like you know, Mr. Tampa Bay kind of thing where you... You're not the fisher of information? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'll be I'll be tapped into the uh, scene. I I always have been and still am, and uh, at least right you know right now it's the uh, trivia night scene and the karaoke night scene. <laughs> so, so, do you do you have a karaoke song? Uh, I I can't. There's one go to. I guarantee yeah. nothing. I no go to of oh, this might slide me through it. Yeah, definitely no go to for me. I won't, I'm not the carry. I'll watch. I'll watch. I'll watch somebody all night make a fool of themselves. I really will. Plush, don't tumble pilots. Oh, okay. Good song. Okay. Mine you want me, is, um... want me to put it on for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll kick true. us off of YouTube. Sing it up. Oh, wait. What if, if I pull up the karaoke version right now and started to sing yeah. it? They'd probably they kick us off. Probably. <laughs> what if I were to just sing it a cappella? Oh, then they're gonna bl- they're gonna shut us down anyway. Well, I, I promise you they will not. This will not violate we any copyrights. <laughs> uh, time, time to wait for tomorrow. <laughs> define it. I love the play on words, too. That's a sick song, too. When you define it. and uh, I, know, I have no idea. I've sung that song a million times. I've listened to it a million times. I have no idea what it means. Are you the guy that knows all the words to the songs? No, not at uh. all. Adam is, and I just go, I look at him sometimes like, I have, what? Me too, because that's just way, I only have what? so much space in there, and I've filled it with this nonsense, and oh, it dumbs me down. I wish I didn't know all the lyrics. He knows uh, all yeah. of them. Not me. Not me. I'm the one that jacks the uh, lyrics up. I'm someone singing, go, go, Jason Waterfalls. You're like, wait, wait, what's Jason like, doing? Don't go chasing waterfalls. Is that what you meant? <laughs> I was just talking to uh, my buddy Blake the other day about this and uh, um, well, was it Paradise City by Guns N' Roses? Yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, I always sang it as a kid. Take me down to the very last city. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm singing is the title of the damn song and I can't even get it right. You you had this death wish. Very last city. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sure there's a few songs that you still throw. I I know I throw words in there that "Eh, that that sounds right. Yeah, Yeah. when you switch it up and make it better. There's a couple rap songs that you do that too a lot. Well, I gotta throw my own words in. Yeah. Well, you know, I actually, you know, this is true. Speaking of something, if you should know, there is actually and officially an air guitar league. There's a professional air guitar league that you can sign up for and compete. This, they wear costumes. They have their names. Now, it's not, it's not even like the video game thing. 
It's actual air guitar to a song that you pick, and they have championships and tournaments, and it's a, it's a thing. Well, I think it's ridiculous, uh, and me and everybody in my clarinet league uh, feel <laughs> like it is the dumbest thing we've ever heard. They were pissed. They, they had a picket line. So am I wrong? My air clarinet team, yes. we, uh, we'll take them down anytime. I thought I'd do well. Is that wrong? I was like, I'd compete. I'd get in. I'd probably do pretty good at a couple I shouldn't tell anybody that, should I? No, I would you play. Know, I have a couple of videos if anybody, the, the, for the first person that emails in that would like to see the video of you doing the air guitar. Oh, I thought we were going <laughs> to release the marketing plan C already. Never mind. I thought you were, <laughs> never mind. When you let that no. video leak, you know, no. when all else fails, leak video C for yeah. video we're we talking about now. <laughs> no, I was making sure that's not the, uh, the lever she was pulling. Per yeah, se. He's not pulling a Kardashian. Don't worry. You guys are holding on to, to that one for the first quarter of next year. Yeah, that's yeah. just when it's all going down, man, when there's nothing left. Fire, fire all, fire everything. Accidentally. Yeah. I was trying to feed into this, to some of the, the top topics, the topics. Of, of some of the things to one. talk about that, right. that we wrote down. Shoot. Well, I mean, did you already figure it out? I just totally jumped go, right in there. Go for <laughs> I'm it. I'm sorry. Go for it. Oh, I just... It actually just came up today when I was just looking at it. And so I didn't do some major research. I'm actually just going to give you my opinion on maybe what the average female would feel like if she looked at this little video Disclaimer. of Cam Newton. Oh, uh, okay. I'm already a little biased or yeah, I shouldn't, you're, I shouldn't you're say that. No, yeah. I'm not a fan. I, I feel more, uh, I'm, I'm sympathetic to him because I am a Bronco fan. So I'm sure he's still a little bit wounded. Mm. However... <laughs> Uh, one of the reporters asked him a question and she was, you know, being like everybody else. And she says, um, so Cam, how do you feel when this or this and this, your guys go on your route, their route, blah, blah, blah. And he stops and he has this sarcastic, condescending smile. And he's like, it's just so funny hearing a, a woman talk about routes. And he says it kind of like, do you even first, can you spell route? You know, like he didn't say that, but it's just his behavior was just like, Right. Everybody stopped talking. This female is doing it. So then that reporter started tweeting saying, actually, I didn't think it was funny. I was doing my job, you know, and just his behavior in itself was just so like, did somebody accidentally let a female in this room? It yeah. Was- well, you told, I don't watch the football thing anymore, but when you told me about it, my first response is like, wait, no PR coach. No, you're not that up to date. Like, really? It is surprising. Yeah. That that would come out of his mouth. Um, the, the thought, it, it doesn't surprise me, um, because of the, you know, the culture of football and professional football. Sure. Run like a girl, right? That was, I mean, that's, but, that's a, that was a, almost a standard one in 10 line. The pop Warner coach yelled at you once a week, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or hit like a girl, right? That's what they would say. But, um, you you think like a girl? that every football player would be, well, they are more, much more media savvy and they keep those uh kind of stupid comments uh to themselves or you know behind closed doors to their their peers so i don't know it's just a surprising moment to you know hear that come out of somebody's mouth and especially somebody like cam well how long before though they start going is this cte Right, they'll start linking it to head trauma. Yeah. He's, you know, he he did get hit hard, really, really hard that same day, and well, so it only takes one. 
You know what I mean? I mean, they'll watch, they'll find a way, they'll find a way and link it. But yeah, I, I for me, what I was kind of like, it, 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 you know, the thing is, uh, Adam, a lot, a lot of shit is going to ultimately come back to CTE and, uh, you know, brain injuries, I think, for a lot of these guys. Um, but what did you think about his apology? Did you guys see that? Cam Newton? No, I, I, I can't say I follow. Either. So you would be educating me, sir. Well, no, no, it was a big apology, and uh, I, 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 I think he means it. But if you were to peel back a few layers, you know, when it comes to you know professional sports, it's not just football, baseball, uh, basketball, and then I, I, you could probably even extend it out from there and go really the the celebrity class and the politician class and those with money and power. Uh, it's just, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a different, they, they operate in a different world in a different realm and, uh, misogyny. Let's just bring it back to, to sports there. Those are men and they're Kings. You know, it's a completely different culture. Uh, and everybody is uh, subservient to them, including, uh, you know, that includes the women. Okay. So. so in that situation, it's just like the animal world. Everybody has someone else that's going to prey on them. So who needs to prey on that person that it was just now preying on the others? Well, who do they well, fear? You know, I'm, I'll still, I'll stick with the biological. I mean, even the UFC, they stopped interviewing the fighter if he's knocked out in a loss. What they did for a long time is they first, which I always thought was backwards, they interviewed the winner of the fight. Uh, he would chat for a little bit, then he'd go off, and then they'd interview the person who just lost. Um, Joe Rogan spoke out about it first, but a lot of people were talking about not interviewing the fighter, right? Because a lot of these fighters would get up and be interviewed uh, and would still be out of it. And a lot of people, uh, you know, I didn't tap. Some people would say I didn't tap, not knowing, well, you just got knocked out. Or, or they did get choked out, and he was saying, oh, I was still fighting, I was in. So they're not in their right mind, right, when that happens. And we're only talking maybe, I don't know, if the fight goes five rounds, maybe 40, 50, 60 shots, right, and those are light, maybe lighter than that, right, depending on activity. So when you're looking at, you know, just a three-round, two-round fight, it's some minimal shots, and they won't interview uh, the fighter. I mean, the NFL, you're talking four quarters of pounding your head, and that's, you that's know, game, man. That's not even practice. And right. And now, you know, you ask that and maybe you're just kind of in a place where you're such in football culture, right? You're coming literally out of the locker room, right? As they would say, it's locker room talk. You're coming out of it. And I mean, you could one would argue that it's showing he how he really felt. Right. But uh, they could uh, they could link it to but like, the idea of, you know, not in his right mind as well. Well, you know, I didn't hear his apology. And uh, honestly, if I was really to take a step back and look at it. He looked more childish to me when he was showing that expression. So I didn't look at it as him realistically saying, um, you're an ignorant female. I really thought of it more as like a child going, hee hee, that's a girl talking about blah, blah, blah. (laughs) That's more the impression that I got than, than sexism or anything like that, but more like someone that's naive or maybe, um, not up to scale on really what's appropriate or not. Sure. Well, you start taking head concussions. That's usually about the age that you get cut off at, right? When you're taking well, extreme I'm trauma. Serious, man, it's a long damn day. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just babble. I'm rambling on. 
Yeah, that's kind of what we're hanging out for is doing those, <laughs> just chatting a little bit on top. What's ending your day? You're you're coming down off a uh, karaoke night. Uh, yeah, last night, and then uh, just did trivia. Uh, I'll be up early tomorrow morning to head over to this new uh, production facility in Tampa to uh, set up this new show that will begin on Monday, hopefully. What's the trivia question? I know you got one in your head. Uh, uh, here we go. How about, how about <laughs> He's going to cheat. He's doing something. He's Googling. I'm pull up my trivia questions. Oh, okay, well, the guy that announces always knows. <laughs> okay, good. Man, it's not like I just I, I make these up off the top of my head as I'm doing them. <laughs> I'm just trying to pick a fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you were born on the 4th of July, what star sign would you be? I don't, I don't know that stuff. Dancer. Duh. I'm out. What was the name of Wham's Christmas song that was a top 10 hit in 1985? My God, Noel, my is tripping out right I now. I know, right? She's like, "Oh my God!" Wham! I the last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next day. Oh, I know it, but I don't know the name of it. Last Christmas. Last Christmas. I'm out already. I'm over two. I don't know pop culture. Lester Holt, Matt Lauer, and Meredith Vieira, and more have all been a part of which weekly evening news program? Is it nightly evening news? Dateline. Dateline. What color is the bottom stripe on the flag of Germany? Black? Yellow. What word is used to describe an angle between 90 and 180 degrees? 45? Obtuse. Oh, what name? Not what is the difference? (laughs) Which city became the capital of America in 1788? (laughs) Okoy, Florida. (laughs) New York. No, they weren't here. Okoy definitely was the <laughs> See, you say Okoy, and he said Okoy. Well, I, um, somewhere early on in my youth. You got I, a Hawaiian on us. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I realized that I needed to drop the, uh, the Okoy accent for whatever reason. I was like 12. Yeah, why? And so I slowly, I mean, I, the redneck will still come out of me. Like if, you know, if you were talking to my brother, Jason, it'd be a whole different ballgame. Oh my gosh! But uh, but I don't say Okoe right. I say Okoe, but I think if uh, most of the people from Okoe say more like Okoa, Okoe, Okoe, like Lacroix, the, the drink, Lacroix, like Lacroix, yeah, yeah, Lacroix. Very French, Okoe. Oh yeah, he, Adam. <laughs> That's this a survival does not tactic. Describe it French like. <laughs> no, not at all. It's definitely not French like. It's uh, yeah, they may have served you well to uh, to drop that accent of Okoe, man. Yeah, fit to go fish. I'll, I'll know. You know what, though? Sometimes uh, Adam will go on some rants and he'll go, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> and I just can't That's not true. like it. I'm just like, well, you know what? Screw you then, motherfucker. All, all you got to do is just go real country with it and it's all right. You're like, shit. Yeah, I think he slipped those in there on purpose. He'll really legitimately complain, but if he changes his voice, it's not so It doesn't harsh. matter. <laughs> then it doesn't count. Yeah. That's a perfect accent, my friend. Right. <laughs> it sounds like he's putting some major work into this new adventure, though. But worst case scenario, you just go back to where you were before. Why not try all the stuff that you're trying? That's admirable to me. Really? I, I, um, I, I hope to come back uh, on your show here in a couple months and uh, um, babble less and, uh, and focus a little bit more on what I and hopefully 
what is uh, what is turning into a successful venture. So, well, don't forget about the little guys when you yeah. blow up, man. You're doing uh, news for everybody. Just when I reach out, just be like, oh yeah, that guy. I'll I'll still hang out with that guy for a minute. I remember him. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget about us, man. Well, I'll... I know he's like, I could really use some sleep right about now. <laughs> All right, bro. I said, I was saying, poor Christy's probably thinking, I could really use some sleep right about now. Yes. yes Get I some can. sleep. I love you. Right, man. It was nice talking to you. Nice meeting you, Patricia. Yes, you too. I did actually get a chance to watch you once. It was great. Uh, watch me. Yeah, I was with uh, Adam and I. We were it was sneaking, when I was here. looking in your window. <laughs> yeah, we climbed in your backyard and we were watching you from you afar. <laughs> and he was introducing us, saying, "That's her, the one that we were talking." About. And I was like, "Oh, they got married. How cute!" Just kept running away with that one. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well be a stalker. No, we watched your last show. I was just bringing you up. That's all. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and it was. I thought you had a natural voice. Like it was easy to listen to. It wasn't like somebody that was putting forth effort. I really felt like more like the diversity of your conversation when you were talking, you were willing to listen to other people. I liked that. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. I'll keep it up. It was, it was <laughs> shitty. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just trying to fill in your thoughts for you, man. I know. He's asleep already. <laughs> uh, don't forget about us, man. Let me know how we can help to share everything you're doing in the tribe of change too, as your, as your uh, new show started to come out. And when you go do, when you do the news, like you're doing or whatever, share that link with the tribe too, man. I will. I will. Yeah. You know, they'll tune in. I get it. And if, uh, if I'm not up and working already, I, I tune in. So. All right, buddy. All right, man. Love you, bro. Love you. Bye. Tell your brother. I said, hi. I will do, man. I'm trying to pull his ass back out of California and bring him home. Well, he's getting, he was, he's getting closer. He was in Alaska there for a while. He's <laughs> At least he's back in the mainland. Yeah, I'll get him back, man, but I will, brother. All right.